I would definitely say to start to like get your spotlight, get your torch out and start to shine it on what's coming up for you. Look at your life and be like, where am I not where I want to be? Is it my income? Is it my job? What is it? And just being looking at it because we can't change anything if we're not aware of it. Thank you for joining me again on Mindset Mastery. My name is Rachel Tapscott. And in this podcast, it is my aim to inspire you and give you the tools to expand your mind by sharing with you stories and insights of experts who work in the field of mindset. I read a great quote this morning from Atomic Habits author, James Clear. He said, where you spend your attention is where you spend your life. My guest today is life and business coach, Susie Gow. Susie has operated a number of businesses before becoming a coach and has a great story about progressing through each one to get to where she is now. We had an awesome conversation about living in alignment and doing what feels right for us in our life and in our work. One of my takeaways from this interview with Susie was that the things we do in our life and in our business should come from a place of joy. We don't have to choose between doing things that bring us joy and having a successful business. But rather, these two things should work hand in hand. Susie, thank you so much for joining me on Mindset Mastery. How are you today? I'm really good. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here. Awesome. Me too. Just to start with, you are now a life and business coach, but I know Mm -hmm. in the past you've had a few different businesses. So could you talk me through, first of all, where you first started, what your first business was and the progression through to what you're doing now? I sure can. So I've been in business for the past nine years and I first started I started spray tanning. I was in a corporate job and I didn't like it. And I felt like I was in this box of employment and I was looking for ways to make money on the side. So I was Googling like ways to make money and I saw spray tanning. I was like, I could do spray tanning. And um, I did that for about a year. And I realized that I was putting a lot of work in for the money in return. So I was doing mobile spray tanning. And I started to realize that maybe my time could be better spent um, in a different business. So from there, I moved into candles because I realized I could batch out a lot of candles and the, the return was better. So I moved into making candles for about three or four years. And it wasn't until my son was born that I was like, I don't have time to be making this and being a mum to a newborn. So I stopped and I kind of held off doing any kind of businesses until my youngest, he was about six weeks and I'd been in different jobs at that point. And at that point I realized I didn't want to work for anyone else. I was so sick of earning minimum wage because I was a mum working part-time and the roles for me were like very, you know, basic admin. So it I was putting my kids in daycare, but I wasn't like, by the end of paying that off, I had a very small amount in my pocket. Everyone was sick and it just wasn't worth it. So when my youngest was six weeks, we really focused on what can I do from home? And I kind of fell down the rabbit hole (laughs) of trying to find what would be the next best thing for me. 
And here I looked into everything. I looked into possibly doing vending machines because I was like, I could dictate um, how much time I worked, like just random things. And what I was most drawn to was dropshipping. I like dropshipping because I could I try out different markets, sell products because I knew I could sell things and I was passionate about marketing and whatever I do, I just put myself into. And I decided just to go for it. And my first dropshipping store was importing from China. So I was doing bridal robes and gifts and I was importing from AliExpress. And it was good in the beginning. I knew I had to commit. So I really went in. I, I used my savings. I was doing ads. I was doing all the right things, but it didn't feel right. The shipping time was really long. So shipping from China to Australia is about 14 days. And my customers weren't happy waiting that long. Yep. <laughs> and then I wasn't happy in turn. So what I did was I was like, I really like this model but I want to maybe look at Australian suppliers mm-hmm. and using what didn't work. I created a new store and that store is still running today. It's called encampment and it's like luxury camping, glamping and picnic products. And so I just started uh, thinking about suppliers and things that brought me joy in my life and how I could create a store around that. And that was where we created encampment because in essence, we created that store to inspire people to get back out into nature, to, to get away from the hustle and bustle of life because that's what we were craving. And through encampment, I had people approaching me saying, how are you doing your marketing? You're showing up on Instagram. And I started just, uh, I think my first, uh, my first kind of Instagram clients, I charged $30 an hour for. <laughs> and I was teaching people how to do Instagram stories and just use their content to make sure they were getting clients. I saw a lot of people posting, but they weren't telling people how they could purchase through them or they weren't using call to actions, right? So I really focused on that. And that led me to creating like a course, a beta course. And in my course, I realized that the strategy was there, but there was something else missing. And it was the mindset. It was the mindset behind showing up and having that confidence in your business because they had all the right tools but it was when it came to posting, there was something stopping them. And that was when I I took the leap and I decided that I wanted to explore coaching. And I studied life coaching and I, through that became NLP certified. I'm a hypnotherapist and I've also done um, a few different coaching certifications. And through that, this, where I'm now has really evolved. That's awesome. That's kind of a natural progression. Um, yeah, it's such a, it was such a natural progression. I think it um, made it feel a lot easier. There was like, there was a lot of fear throughout that whole process, but uh, it didn't feel too scary. Like the, probably the, the biggest step for me was actually admitting that I wanted to be a coach because that was the biggest investment that I'd ever made in myself up until that point. Yeah. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I think like, I believe mindset is everything. Yeah. And I guess that's probably a place that you're coming from too. So I think there was also a bit, you know, um, with that 
pushing yourself to admit that you wanted to be a coach, um, shifting mm-hmm. your mindset too, so you can help other people with their mindset. Yes. Yeah. What was that transition like for you when you first kind of stepped into that role? Oh, um, I felt a lot of resistance. I actually had had that thought probably nine months prior. I was doing a course and the question in the course was like, if money wasn't an issue and you could not fail, what would you do? And in my mind, I immediately thought I would be a coach. And I I immediately shut that down. I was like, who are you to do that? Like, you don't have any experience. And so it actually took me nine months to work up the courage. And it was actually listening to Rebecca Campbell's um, Light is the New Black. I really felt like, okay, this this has been calling me for like months and months. I just need to step into it and have a go because I know it's going to grow me because I'm passionate about it. Mm, That's awesome. Yeah. So is that something now that you help your clients with, especially that thought around like, who am I to do this? You know, I think that (laughs) that comes up for a lot of people. Talk me through what kind of things you help your clients with now. Yeah. So when I work with my clients, we do a little bit of like, we do a lot of mindset, but I also like to focus on the strategy as well, because I find that they're two like go really hand in hand. But I work with my clients usually for around 12 weeks, I find that any less, they're not getting the best they possibly can because, you know, we can maybe go with a habit for a few weeks and then it might fall off the wagon. (laughs) So it's that long-term working together that we start to see actually the patterns that might be holding them back. And I've just started working with a couple of new clients recently. So we set like their goals for the next 12 weeks and we start to see the stories that are coming up because it's a stretch goal. So we want it to be like, you know, realistic, but a stretch so that they have to work hard to like actually get them. And then we start to look at the stories and I ask them what's coming up for you when you, when you think of achieving this goal. And a lot of the time, you know, they say, I don't think I can or it's not possible. And then we start to delve deeper into that because it is possible. Anything's possible. And it's really just understanding that it's those stories that we tell ourselves that are limiting us. Definitely. How do you start to work through that with people? Um, Well, I have like a, a rough kind of structure. So like we identify the goals and then throughout the next few weeks, we start to look at what's coming up. And so like usually my next session after the goal setting is like a limiting belief session where we start to uncover that because during that first week they've had homework and if they haven't done the homework or they've felt resistance, we need to explore that because if they're going to hit that goal, we need to be tackling that like early on. And it's, I really focus on empowering them. So helping them understand that, this is stuff, it's the stuff like our coaching sessions are important, but it's the stuff they do at home when they're going through their day and they start noticing these regular thoughts popping up and going, oh, this is the, my inner talk. This is how I'm actually talking to myself and this is stopping me from hitting that goal. So it's kind of coupled up. Like I love the coaching because we can delve deep in, but it's also the at-home stuff when they're starting to write in their journal and 
start to bring awareness to those thought patterns because that's where the magic happens. Mm-hmm. It's at home when I'm not there. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Can you talk to me a bit more about the self-talk? Because um, actually in the first episode with Jocelyn, we talked about how about 80% of our thoughts are negative throughout the day, which is crazy. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of the time we don't even really recognize that. We don't think about what we're thinking about ourselves. So like how important is our own self-talk and is creating more positive habits to train ourselves mm-hmm. around that? Yes. Mm. It's, it's so important. And I think that's the thing. We have been conditioned through our life, you know, when I first discovered this and I started to bring awareness to my thoughts, I was like, wow, I am not talking to myself very nice at all. And I had to almost give myself some grace because I wasn't like, we don't know what we don't know. Mm-hmm. So it, that's just so habitual that we, we just fall into those patterns. And I just really encourage my clients to start to bring awareness to it because when it's like shining that light on it, once the light's on it, you can see, what you want to keep and what you don't and what's empowering and what's not. And it's like, that's the first step. The first step is actually looking and being aware. And from there, then we can start to uncover how we, we go on. Yeah. Fantastic. Also in your daily practices, what are some of the things that you do or maybe also um, encourage your clients to do? Mm -hmm. Um, Do you like journal or meditate? Like what are some of the things that help you with that? I, my practice has really evolved over time, but at the moment I have discovered breathwork. I don't know. Have you tried like breathwork before? Uh, only like a few different yes. strategies, but yeah, I don't know too much about it. It's been such an interesting journey for me. And uh, I used to identify with quite anxious thoughts. I would say the majority of my day, it would be thinking it's like that loop running in your head of, Oh, and this and this and this and this. And I discovered breath work about nine weeks ago. And there's different breath patterns. But the ones that I like to use, there's like two um, different types of breath. There's integrative and meditative. And I use the integrative in the morning. So like when I wake up, and it's only for a few minutes, but it disconnects the like the mind from like so it stops that that chatter. So I really like to start my day with that because it's starting my day like with the cleanest slate I possibly can. And I do that. So I wake up and I'll do my breath work and then I will move into my mindset journaling. And here I'm uncovering maybe limiting beliefs or using it as a way to look at the big picture of what I'm stepping into and reprogramming my mind for success and just really being intentional with my journaling. If I am working through something, I'm never dwelling on it for too long. It's like, mm-hmm. here's the reality, but what do I want to be my truth? What is the, what is my next level? How does she like, you know, how does she act? How does she think? How does she feel? And really just moving through where I'm at. So I'm not staying stuck in, in this, those thought patterns or behaviors that are holding me back. And then usually I have my kids up by that point. So things are a little bit, they go a little bit different from there. But yeah, those are my two things in the morning. But if I start my morning that way, 
I also look at my day. I plan my day out for success. So as a mum of two boys, I either have my boys at daycare or here with me. On the non-daycare days, things are very different. <laughs> so I look at my like my 20% activities that will get me the 80% of my results. And I think, okay, what do I need to do today that's going to move the needle for me? And since I've been doing this, this is how I'm seeing so much more success in my business because, look, emails are always going to be there. All those monotonous like tasks that we sometimes spend too much time on are always going to be there. But when I know that I need to show up on Instagram stories today, I need to, I look at my goals and I break my goals down from monthly, weekly to daily tasks. So I know I need to be chatting to a certain amount of people. I need to be booking in a certain amount of calls this week, really being intentional about what is going to move me forward. Then I am okay if the rest of the day doesn't go to plan. <laughs> 80-20, I love that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, because I think probably a lot of us get caught up in the the to-do list when it's not necessarily the most important tasks. It's just no. the first tasks that come to mind, we'll, we'll start mm-hmm. ticking them off. Yeah. But they're not really the tasks that are going to move us to where we want to go. No. In terms of then like your your month, your week, your day, do you have mm-hmm. a big, or even your year, do you have a big overall picture and structure? I do. Like my, I... I probably can go bigger with my yearly one. I feel like I've actually played small with that, but I do. Like on my wall in front of me now, I have my June goals. I know exactly my income goals and what my intentions are. I also like to set intentions because I feel like they are like the umbrella over the goals. And then I set my goals um, around that and being really intentional about the income that I'm earning, the impact that I'm making as well. Because for me, I really focus on building community and connecting with people on social media. So that for me is really important. And I, that's in my goals. I know that I need to be having a certain amount of conversations. I know that I need to be talking about selling because I, I used to feel this way. And a lot of my clients do, they have resistance to offering and talking about their services because it can feel sleazy. And it comes back to that programming of, when we were growing up, maybe our parents didn't talk about money or we were made to feel a certain way around money. So when they associate selling, they think of these sleazy businessmen and it's not like if you're in business, I always like to ask my clients, why did you get into business? Usually they got into business to help people. But if you aren't telling people how they can work with you, you can't help anyone. Yeah, that's a really powerful thing. The why. Yeah. Tell me, first of all, what is your why about getting into your current business? Yeah. So my why, I feel like it is a bigger picture for my whole life. And from that, it has evolved into my businesses. So I've discovered that my why in life is to empower and inspire others to look beyond their current reality. And through that, I discovered that my coaching does that. Encampment does that. So it was really interesting when I discovered this because I was like, oh, this is my big why in life. I realized, um, and I, I did, I use Simon Sinek's find your why method where he encourages you to um, look at things in your life that you have done and stories that have had a significant impact on you and to start to like get to that root cause and figure out what it was 
that led to that. And there I realized that if I find something that I think is important, I like to share it with people and I like to just help them because it helped me. And from that, I realized, I think like, that's my why everything I do in life, I'm always thinking, how can this help someone else? How can I share this with someone else? And I discovered that really that is my, my big why in life. And that has then trickled down to my why in business. And as long as I'm always coming from that place, in my businesses, it always feels aligned and it just, everything's flowing for me. In saying that, do you think the why is the most important thing about being in business? I feel like your why is up there. It's like one of the top things. It, it's so important. And I think that a lot of us forget to, to tap into that because like, as I mentioned with my clients before, they, they start to have these feelings around selling being sleazy. But when I ask them to come back to their why and to say, but think about the people who are missing out because they don't know about your service. It's like a light bulb goes off and they, they, they then are like, well, I have to tell people because I got into business to help people. And if I, if nobody knows how to work with me, I can't help anyone. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah, that's definitely, that's, that's such a powerful thing. A thing I like to say to my clients is, you know, your knowledge could change someone's life. Yeah. So if you hold back and to get your message out there, potentially that person that would hear it is going to stay stuck and they won't make a change in their life. Yeah. It's like that ripple effect. It's like when you uh, stand up and you step into your power, you can then inspire others and help others to do the same which is then going to have that ripple effect that you will never actually know how much, but it does because it just flows on. When you step into your power, it inspires others to do the same. Absolutely. You also talk about having like both your businesses are really in alignment with with Mm -hmm. you and what you believe. Do you find that that makes everything easier when you're doing work in your business? Yes. Um, I like to call it like my alignment compass (laughs) because things evolve and that's okay. And sometimes we don't want to evolve with our businesses because it's that we're moving out of that comfort zone. And then it's like, warning, warning, you know, we're stretching here. We're going into uncharted territory. But I, I really think that if we come from that place of alignment of, well, this is unknown but it feels good, then I'm going to explore it. So for example, it was about a year and a half ago now, I decided to just do an experiment and just to say yes. So I decided to use my fear as a indicator of something that maybe I should explore further. Now, I don't have any uh, real desire to jump out of a plane. So (laughs) for me, when I feel the fear of jumping out of a plane, it's not the same. But for example, I was scrolling on my Facebook and I saw one of my coaching friends had posted an opportunity to be in a book, to be a co-author. And I scrolled past it. And I had this thought of who am I? Like, I don't have a story to write in that book. And I scrolled down and I caught myself and I thought that was a strange thought. So I scrolled back up and I messaged her and I was like, I'm interested. I'm not sure what's going to come, like what's going on, but I'm interested. And I used that resistance and that fear as an 
a guide to say, I think that's actually something that we should explore because for example, this podcast, I could have said no, but is that for my best interest? It would simply just me be me allowing my ego to run rampant with, you know, keeping us in our comfort zone. So it's, I really like to come from that place of alignment, but also using my fear and the feelings of uncertainty to explore things further to say, is that actually going to be for my highest good? Or is this me just playing small? Mm, I love that, especially yeah. about stretching the comfort zone. And even in starting the podcast, you know, eventually got to the point where I was like, well, I want to share the, you know, all these stories and potentially help other people. Yeah. yeah. So it's one of those things where you have to have to address that in yourself, I think is really important. Mm-hmm. And if it is triggering you like that, then that's kind of a sign that's something you should look at. That's awesome. And growth doesn't come from your comfort zone either. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like none of the good stuff comes from the comfort zone. <laughs> absolutely. I have another question for you around, mm-hmm. um, do you think that you need to choose between having a business and having a family life? No, I decided to go into business because I wanted to have a better family life. Will, my eldest, he was nine months when I went back to work and it was such a tough time. Daycare drop-offs, going to work, getting the call that he was sick and having to pick him up, not getting paid for however many days he was off sick. And then I had my second son, Ewan, and I thought, oh, I don't want to do that again. And I actually decided to go into business to give me that greater balance of family and what I wanted to do and now as things grow in my current businesses it's evolving more and I'm actually allowing myself to have even greater balance and more fun because I've realized that as a business owner we can dictate our you know our work and everything and I can schedule in fun with my kids I can do all these things that I really like to look at my next level version of myself and I like to think, what's she doing? Well, she's spending so much time with her kids. She's having fun. She's playing. She's going to the beach and she's still making money and she's, she's doing all these things. So I look at that now and I just ask myself, how can I be more like that version of myself? So we book in all the fun stuff. Like I take my kids bushwalking. We do all the stuff when they're not at daycare because I know that when I have a greater balance. My kids are happier. I'm happier. My husband's happier. Everyone's happier. And when I'm happier, things flow. I'm creating better content. I'm, I'm just more present. And then that's when all the magic happens for me. Mm, mm, That's awesome. So you basically just decide, you know, design how you want your life to be, so to speak. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And like, we go into business because we want to have that freedom. We don't want to be tied to that employment box. So why not create it? And I understand some businesses might have to have more structure. Like I'm coaching. So I only coach two days a week and the rest of my days are more flexible. But if you do have um, like a more structured business, what can you do for fun for one hour like 
can you just go and take some time off? Like if you create your reality, so how can we start to do that now? And it usually, once you start bringing in more things that bring you joy, you're like, how can I do this more? Can I take one day off and just have a whole day of fun? It's like that, um, that snowball. It's like, oh, I've got a taste for this. And now I want more balance and more fun and more enjoyment. And just asking yourself, how can I, which we know that like when we ask ourselves questions, like better questions, we'll get better answers. So starting to ask yourself those questions and then getting the answers of how you can have more enjoyment and more fun. Asking yourself better questions, you get better answers. Mm-hmm. I love that. That's, <laughs> that's yeah. awesome. Um, what are some of the questions that you ask yourself in your business or in your, your family life? Well, in my family life, I'm always asking myself, how can I be a better mum? How can I be more present today? Because I can find myself falling into this trap of, oh, I'm just going to check my emails. I'm just going to check social media just in case someone sent me a DM and I really want to get back. And I've had to draw those boundaries of what I am wanting to do and what I'm not, because I think we can just get so caught up in that. So for me, I'm always asking myself, how can I be a better mum today? How can I be more present? I like to ask myself in the morning before I look at social media, what do my clients need to know from me today? How can I serve them the best? How can I how can I just create from that most authentic place? Because I find as soon as I go onto social media, it's like my filter is now filtering in other people's content. And for me, the best stuff comes when I create from that place of just a completely blank slate. And it's just my thoughts and just showing up the best I can for my clients. Yeah, that's definitely really important, I think. And just with social media and you talked about earlier mm-hmm. Australia's around showing up on stories and just engaging and I suppose is, is social media and Instagram a big part of your you know connection and marketing yeah so like with encampments I had invested all of my pretty much savings into the the other business prior so I had to really think outside the box and I looked at all of my options and I thought well Instagram's my best bet because I can get in front of as many people as possible with a small amount of advertising because I was running, well, I run retargeting ads, but I can use Instagram to like cast my net really wide and then drive um, people to my site. So yeah, I, I really do use social media as my main source of traffic. And I love Instagram at the moment because it just is such a great place to connect. And when I get new followers, having a chat with people and getting to know them and building relationships because it's called social media for a reason. And I think there's so many people who are doing it wrong. Like I see all these strategists and business coaches, but they're using bots and it just feels so like out of alignment for me. I'm all about like, it doesn't matter about the follower count. It's more about building those engaged and connected people. And I am a perfect example of this. I have clients and I like this month I sold out. I hit my one-on-one client goal within two days. And this next coming month, I'm looking like I'm going to be getting close to that as well. But I don't need a lot of followers 
to be selling. I don't have a website. I am just really intentional about being myself. I think it's so important to be your authentic self and to build relationships and to also tell people how they can work with you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because when you show up as your authentic self, I feel like it stands out in the crowd because there are so many people who are doing these spammy things and things that aren't really like it might be in alignment for them if they're doing it but for me it's not and I just always come back to that place of what feels good for me because when I know what feels good for me then there's no resistance there's it's always that enjoyment and excitement And sometimes like I'll try a different strategy of reaching out to people and, you know, expanding my audience and I'll think that doesn't feel good for me. Like, but I use that as that compass to go that direction definitely doesn't feel good. And then I like to just help my clients find their authentic message and to go, okay, well, this works for me when I find new clients and customers. It might not be for you, but this is what works for me how can we create your authentic place in this social media world? Mm, Absolutely. And I think as well, just showing up as a real person that someone can relate to, especially Mm -hmm. other small and medium business owners, they want to work with people, you know? Um, Mm -hmm. So just, again, showing your personality on social media. And like I said, when we jumped on the call this morning, I feel like I almost already know you and know what yeah. you stand for just from watching mm-hmm. social media. So mm-hmm. do you have any other tips and advice for people about how to do that? Yeah. And that's the funny thing. Like people think, oh, you have to have a website. And it's like, well, you don't actually have to have a website to get started. <laughs> and I think it's like finding your voice because for such a long time, especially if we've been employed it's like you know we have this like almost like a work persona (laughs) where it's like it's a different person but then as you step into business it's like you don't have to have a work persona you actually need to have just a one like you just need to be yourself and if you say something that's a little bit controversial like that's okay because it it shows that you have those opinions Yeah, exactly. And I've even found um, like I've attracted new clients from Instagram, especially when I've started to be more myself. I've found it's just almost immediately whether or not they've become clients, people have reached out and said, I love, you know, how you are so like, you're so quirky. You're so this, like, I think it's great. And I want to do more of the same. And I'm like, wow, these, like, this is crazy. I never really thought about it until I started to do it. Yeah, well, as we, we've discussed this before when we've chatted in DMs, I like video. <laughs> I I think like showing up on video is such a important place. And, you know, if you don't feel comfortable going live, then recording a video on your phone and uploading it to your IGTV because a video can say so much more than a post with text. And I think it's good to have that balance between the two. But for me, yeah, it video allows me to show my my potential clients and followers who I am. Because when you work with me, we might do some silly things and we might have a laugh and just I want you to know that's me. And by me just being myself and being able to show my personality, it allows people to see if they like me or they don't. Because we're not for everyone and that's okay. 
but it's like me just saying, this is me. You can choose if you want to hang around or not. I'm not offended. But yeah, I think it gives you that real place to stand out and just, just be yourself because that's all you need to be. That's really great advice. And Ooh. I think especially when you can see, you know, someone's uh, body language, the way they talk, it really only takes a few seconds then on video to know, like you said, whether you like someone or not and think that, mm-hmm. um, you know, you vibe well together. And then also you attract more of your ideal clients because um, they will be in alignment with you as well. Mm-hmm. With your clients and anyone who follows your your coaching content, mm-hmm. what is the biggest message that you want to get out into the world? I really think it is just coming from that place of what feels good because when you feel good and you, you're showing up from that place of authenticity, then everything's flowing. There's, there's no resistance. It's really putting the ego and all those things that are holding you back to the side and like working through them. But I just, my, like, it's my greatest wish that everyone wakes up in the morning and they feel like freaking amazing. (laughs) They just get out of bed and they're excited. So how can you feel more joy? And if you're always going in pursuit of joy and happiness and excitement, does it really matter where you end up? Like for me, I use that as my my directing guide to be like, this feels good. I'm going to go that way. And from experience, whenever I do, that's when the amazing opportunities come because that's, that's my essence and that's me. So, yeah, I think just following what brings you joy and just exploring it further because I think a lot of us, when we're working that nine to five job, you know, especially in winter at the moment, you're leaving and it's dark. You might have a office with no windows and you're coming home when it's dark. It just feels like that groundhog day. It's so monotonous. And even just starting to ask yourself the questions of how can I have more fun today? What can I do today to bring me more joy? It just starts that little snowball, which will eventually get so big. It's like rolling down the mountain of momentum and just happiness and yeah just really feeling amazing I love that that's great and what is the most rewarding thing about doing work with your clients I just love when I work with clients and like I see that all this potential they have within them and you know they have these dreams and goals and they're like a little bit oh like uneasy at first And then you start to see the walls coming down and you start to see them actually starting to believe it. And then they're not actually starting to believe it. They, they, they believe it. They're embodying it. And when you see that change, because it can be in the beginning, when you start doing this mindset work, it can feel like it's not working. It can feel like, you know, I'm, I'm putting in all this work. Like I get up and I journal and I meditate and I do all this stuff. And there's no, like for me, I think it took like seven months because I wasn't like, I was half in half out. Like it took me like a real amount of time of committing to myself. And it wasn't really until I, I said, I'm, you know what, I'm just going to put fear to the side and I'm going to say yes to things that, it started to unfold and I started to really explore 
the potential of my life. And I, yeah, when my clients start to see that happening, I get so excited for them. And I'm like, so proud. I'm like, a, I'm like a proud mom <laughs> when I like see them and they start showing up differently on social media and they start just embodying that next level of themselves because it was always there. I could see it within them and they just need a little bit of time to work through it. But yeah, that's, that's the best thing. And even when I look at like clients who I've stopped working with and their growth, like I'm just like DMing them like, Oh my goodness. Like you're so amazing. Like it, it just feels really amazing to be able to help people see that potential that they know is there. Cause otherwise they wouldn't have, they wouldn't have signed up to work with a coach, but it's like, they just need that little bit of guidance and help to work through it. And yeah, when it, when it happens, it's like, it's so magical. (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah. Do you think a lot of the work around mindset and um, taking that step out of yourself, it's kind of an exponential journey after that because once you start doing it and you do start to see the progression in yourself I find you know it gets quite addictive um do you find that for you you and for your clients yes and yeah it's like um it's like a tipping point like you've got to you start doing the work and it's like oh and then all of a sudden it's like the negative self-talk and stuff is evening out and the the positive affirmations and all the the positive mindset work you're doing start to even out and then all of a sudden it's like oh it tips to like the more positive side because it's like you know depending on how old everyone is we've had years and years and years of programming that we need to reprogram so it's like once you get to that point then it's like oh okay the ball's rolling and now i'm seeing results and results and then it's like I I get excited because I'm like well what else is possible like how else can I challenge myself like I got to this goal how can I step into that next level and really embodying that and that's yeah that's like the exciting part and you know you kind of get addicted to it and you're like what's possible next like you know what can I do and yeah what goal can I hit (laughs) That's so awesome. How would you describe your mindset previously um, before you started on your mindset and NLP journey to what it is now? Oh, I would say it was lack. (laughs) It was, it was definitely leaning more towards the lack side of things. Like just not realizing the power. And like, I, I wasn't new to the concept like I'd heard it and I'd listened to books and stuff, but I'd never actually really processed it. And it was kind of like, I was more in victim mode, I would say, rather than going, I'm like, oh, it's that person's fault or this happened. And that's why this, I'm not earning the income that I desire. And it wasn't until I took full accountability for where I'm at. And it's like, okay and then it taps back into those asking better questions well how can i how can i do better and doing that i've i've started to really just take full accountability for everything of where i'm at and just starting to really see the potential of where i can do better because look there's always going to be things happening in our lives that aren't going to be the way we want them to be but it's like, 
well, what, how can I do better than this? Or how can we shift out of this? Or what's this lesson? And I wasn't asking myself those questions. So I really think it taps back into the awareness of the thought patterns. And then once you start to be aware of them, start to like reframe them with asking yourself the better questions. Well, like, okay, that happened. How can I handle that differently this time? Or that happened, like I didn't hit my income goals. Because as a business owner, if we're not hitting our goals, not earning that money, we can really be hard on ourselves. But it's like, I like to start each month with my lessons from the previous month. And when I start to view them as lessons and not failures, then it's like, oh, okay, well, I can do better. How can I do better this month? And it's, you know, really starting to accelerate because now I even ask myself better questions each day. So I look at my, what I did yesterday compared to today and I say, well, we didn't really hit what we needed to do today. How can I, how can I do better today? You know, I was sick. That's okay. So I'm not going to beat myself up about it. I'm just going to do what I can. And always just taking the lessons rather than making myself feel like I failed. Yeah, I think that's massive looking at it, looking at everything as a lesson rather than a failure because just sitting in that negative energy is not going to get us anywhere when Mm -hmm. we learn from every experience that we have, whether it's good or bad. So how would you say someone should take that first step now towards more of that positive self-talk and positive questions they're asking themselves? I would definitely say to start to like get your spotlight, get your torch out and start to shine it on what's coming up for you. Look at your life and be like, where am I not where I want to be? Is it my income? Is it my job? What is it? And just being looking at it because we can't change anything if we're not aware of it. And once you have that awareness, you can start to then say, well, what do I want to do? What does feel good? And you start to then explore further. Live. That's not what I want. What do I want? And it, then it can be quite confronting because if you're in a nine to five job and you discover that you don't want to be in that job anymore and that your joy is moving out and creating a business of your own and you don't have that stable income, that can be very scary. <laughs> and that that can be um, the hardest part is actually understanding and then it's that action because that action, it might not be the right action, but if you take it as that lesson, you're always going to be evolving and growing. And I've taken a lot of actions in my, my life and business that possibly weren't like the right thing, but they brought me the clarity of what I wanted. And I love that, that phrase, like action brings clarity. So by taking the action, you start to, to see what you want because otherwise we're just stuck in that, that space. Mm, that's awesome. Do yeah. you have any final message that you want to get out before we finish up today? I guess my, I just want to encourage everyone to go go in pursuit of what brings you joy and to say yes to opportunity. Because when you say yes to opportunity, especially the things that you feel resistant to, it's like magic happens and doors open. And for me, this has just been my greatest 
kind of experiment that I ever did for myself. So even if you treat it as an experiment or a game where you can say, you know what, for the next year, I'm going to say yes to things and I'm going to just look at things like, does this bring me joy? No. Okay. What does? And then when you go in pursuit of your joy and then you say yes to things that are coming to you, that's, that's where it is. That's where the magic happens. And I, I would love to hear if anyone um, decides to take up the challenge, because for me, that has been the greatest shift in my life. That is so awesome. Susie, I wish you all the best with your business and your goals. And I want to thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. Where in my life am I not where I want to be? I think that is another great takeaway from today's episode. Asking ourselves this question and then following up by asking what action can we take to start moving in the direction that feels right. You can connect with Susie by following her on Instagram at SusieGow, which you can also find in the show notes below. If you enjoyed the show today, please give us a big thumbs up and share the episode with one person you think will benefit from Susie's knowledge. Thanks again for being part of Mindset Mastery. And remember, we are only limited by what we believe we are limited.